0: All you're doing is looking at numbers, like who gets to own all the beans or whatever.
1: It's March 15, 2023, and this is Rare Encounter, Encounter 137. Flashing my hardware, I'm Cold Acid.
0: And I'm Sir A1 Sauce, where I might be two fingers deep into your ear holes today. Um, that sounds a little lewd. Well, it's only if your mind is in the
1: gutter, so... Mine's always in the gutter. What can yeah, I say? mine it? is,
0: too. Yeah, we can't
1: help it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Abel Kirby wasn't able to make it tonight. He has some sort of, uh, issue that he's dealing with. But, yeah, we got none other than Sir A1Sauce to fill in tonight. So, welcome. Welcome to the Thank encounter.
0: You. Thank you, sir. This is my inaugural first encounter on Rare Encounter, and I am uh, humbly and honored and humbled to, to be here with everybody today. Thank you. Ooh. Yep. What are
1: you opening up there over there, mister? I am opening the traditional drink of the encounter, I've got for today. It's guava flavored jaritos. That sounds amazing. Now, is that a? That must be a beer. Nope, Mexican soft drink. Oh, okay. I don't. I don't need. I don't need alcohol to go crazy. I, I start off that way. <laughs> well, I do have a, um,
0: I have a Hibiki uh, Centauri whiskey which is a Japanese blended whiskey that you can buy from Costco. And uh, it does have one of those nice corked tops where uh, you, can, you can take that off and, and uh, let's see here we go. Oh, there we go, there we go. That definitely has a nice sound to it. Mm-hmm, yeah, it's a, uh, it's a uh, 86 proof whiskey and, uh, it's, uh, it's actually quite smooth, it was, uh, recommended, I was sitting there browsing in the aisles, and, I uh, was looking at the, like, everything that they got, I was like, oh, I'm gonna be sophisticated, I'm gonna have some whiskey, so I can have it on hand, to have a thumb, a thumb or a finger of that once in a while, and I didn't know what the heck to pick, and so I just asked some random person, and, and he was like, he saw, all of a sudden, he started rattling off stuff, and he was like, oh, yeah, this is the one you want, I'm like, okay, thanks, bye, so, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good, but, uh, I also have on the side a Monster Energy drink. So uh, you know, you got the uppers and the downers. You got the uh, what? Do, what do they call that? That was River Phoenix, who passed away from uh, combining heroin and cocaine. What do they call that? A um, speedball. A speedball. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yes. So I'll try not to die on the show today.
1: Yeah, don't don't do don't do any speedballs here. You know yeah. what? That's that's something that I'm kind of I'm kind of jealous about. Uh, how in how in America you can go into Costco and you can get like beer and wine and whiskey. Damn, up here we got none of that in Costco. Really? They don't yeah. sell that there? No, oh, wow. I oh. I think it's I think it's a law thing. At least here in Ontario, they probably have alcohol in Costcos in Quebec maybe okay. in the western provinces apparently they have it in alberta so it's just like because ontario is still dumb and trying to keep it all under government control i guess
0: yeah i guess it sounds like a like a liquor cartel for that particular what do they call that in in canada i guess the, uh, the region or,
1: or uh, yeah we we have we have like the government run liquor cartel with the lcbo mm. And then there's uh, there's the international breweries who which pretty much have their own beer cartel. So we have what's called the beer store here in Ontario, and you'd think like the LCBO it's something government run. No, it's actually owned by by like Interbrew and the other the other big names. And it took forever for microbreweries to be able to get their products in there because of that and they were essentially forced to bring in bring in like the microbrewery products you wanted to sell there uh, to avoid being to, you know to avoid getting the wrists lapped over over like monopoly aglopoly law right and then yeah. uh, and then now we can actually buy beer and cider at some but not all grocery stores so some some allow that. the, the government and uh, brewers retail, they've come to an agreement on things like that. but essentially, if you want like a full selection of things, you're stuck with the corporate monopoly. I'm surprised now. is, is weed legal to buy across
0: all of Canada? Yeah. okay and here so- in Ontario,
1: we've got a uh, we've got essentially a racket on that. So okay. actually I think it's I think it's Canada wide. You but in Ontario at least, the the retail stores for cannabis have to get their have to get their supply through a government agency that is run essentially as a for-profit corporation. Oh
0: you well, so, must make sure that the standards are of the highest quality of weed for our Canadian Chartos Rare.
1: Yeah and and the secret is, it's not even it's not even as good as the stuff you can grow yourself. In most no cases, no kidding.
0: What? It's yeah. that's it's that the uh, it's that that catnip stuff, you know, regular. Like, it's like
1: uh, it's like cheap cigarette quality in terms of oh. tobacco. Wow, I'm surprised. Well, I guess I'm not surprised, but I am surprised. the go- I mean, The government, the government agency, the OCA, buys the cheapest shit they can get marks it up to sell to the retailers mm. who then add their own markup meanwhile oh. you're limited to four plants if you're able to get the seeds to grow your own and you're not getting those seeds through the retailers they're not allowed to they're not allowed to sell you that but they can mm-hmm. uh, they can sell you like leaf they can sell they can like make some uh, edibles, there's a there's a limit to what edibles can be made and sold, mm. and so yeah, essentially, if you want to grow your own, you either have your own seeds already, or you're mm-hmm. still black marketing for your seeds. Okay, yeah, wow,
0: that's that's uh, that's kind of surprising. Like, um... it's
1: not surprising, honestly. If you know anything about uh, about how the government operates up here, it is not at all mm-hmm. surprising. So I'm, we, yeah. are, we are we're to the left of California up here. Oh my gosh, that's not possible. That's uh, you're gonna fall off into the ocean. Um, Man, the, un- you know, I- the, o- the only way to be more left is if we became <laughs> fucking China or Venezuela. Oh my. or North Korea. I guess that's or Cuba. The most extreme Or Cuba. Oh, oh, you
0: know in terms of alcohol sales like in, in states like where I'm from in Missouri, I mean, you can pretty much... They even have drive-thrus where you can um, get a mixed drink. Like, you can buy a margarita through a drive-thru. And then what the, the, the rule is... Now, maybe it's based in certain counties. But the rule is is that you just... it's a, You have your... It's a styrofoam cup. Okay? And you put the, the lid on it. You put straw on it. And as long as the straw has that torn left on part of the paper on top, it's considered a closed container. Okay? So... We have that, but then, like, if you go over to Tennessee, where I've been over in Tennessee uh, to to go on vacation in the Smoky Mountains, going to is is really it's actually kind of challenging, and you, you have to. And sometimes in some places in Tennessee, some counties they're dry counties. So I guess that there's a strong religious foothold in some of those counties. are like, not here. We ain't having none of that none of that boozing around here. And, uh, see, it's really, it's kind of difficult to find, but, um, uh, uh, so I guess it's, it's kind of regional, but, uh, yeah, with the, with the weed, you think that, uh, that, you know, I don't know. I mean, if you smoke weed, uh, you know, you just, you're more just relaxed, you know, your mind kind of drifts a little bit and, uh, you're not so impulsive, like what alcohol would do for you. But, uh, so you'd think that the, they'd want to give some, some good high quality stuff to their citizenry, but man... You know the government, right? I mean, look at the U.S. government; it, they're all about making money. That's what all governments it seems like they're doing, anyways, anymore. And uh, so that makes a lot of sense why right? the way you described Canada's system of of weed dispensary, basically through the government regulatory body, to to just buy some real, real cheap shit and then mark it up and then sell it to the dispensaries, and then they get to mark it up, and then you're just
1: getting you getting swag, I guess. Yeah. Well, well, like I said. This is this is how it is in Ontario. The other provinces might actually have a better system of things, but well, weed is legal in Canada. It's in the provinces' hands how things are managed, not to not the federal government. And so, some provinces like Ontario will do whatever they can to make a buck off of it because. Our government here loves running well they love they love spending money but they don't like having to directly tax everybody for it which mm-hmm. is why we have which is why we have like the OCA being run essentially as a por- as a for-profit uh, business and why mm-hmm. anybody who makes over a certain amount of money has to pay a not tax tax for our socialized healthcare in the province Things like that. Okay. Yeah. Mm. It's.
0: Well. We, uh, wow. And and, and yeah, uh, shit's fucked. That is- <laughs> <It is sweet. laughs> definitely seems to be the way things are going right now. It seems like domino after domino after domino is coming with the banking and all this crap here recently. But I'm kind of like I'm kind of like I'm sitting on the edge of the fence a little bit either way because it's kind of like oh you don't want to see that happen you don't want everything to become unstable but then at the same time I'm kind of like I don't i i don't know i'm kind of like you know what let it let it all just crumble that seems to be the intent though behind the behind the, like the people that are kind of really like calling the shots that's what they want they want it to all become destabilized so that they can impose you know that the, the hegelian dialectic which is the problem reaction solution and they're creating the problem so that they can provide the cbdc solution but it's kind of like you know there's a massive resistance pushback it's a lot of it that we don't see in the background probably but uh, you know, there's there's in America, there's definitely states that are already introducing bills and there's state legislatures that that are anti-CBDC, and they don't they they see the 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 final stockade and the gate closing for what it is, where you don't have you're not a free person anymore at all. I mean, are we really well, up, right up now, here?
1: Up here, we were we were never free citizens, anyways. In Can- in Canada if you are a citizen you are actually a subject of the crown. Oh yes,
0: yeah. I remember. We we are yeah. still
1: we are still a kingdom. Even though our crown is as uh, de jure not the same as the British crown it's just vested in the same person. Yeah, so it's and, an it's an extension
0: I guess, right? Just kind of like Australia is in a way.
1: Yeah, it's just yeah. different different domains all with their own crowns but united united with the same royal family, right? Yeah. Yeah, like a, you know, like a duke of the queen. So, uh, something like that. yeah. Uh, yeah. Hmm. It it has its ups and its downs. Uh, and honestly, around around here in Canada, I think I think if things do go the CBDC way and stuff like that, it's more mm-hmm. we're just going to end up falling into it rather than any sort of coherent government plan because Mm -hmm. i mean even even with all the evils that even i attribute to trudeau Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff that actually happens in ottawa and in the provincial Mm -hmm. capitals is not stuff that's like being planned it's it's like the opportunity comes up for something and politicians will jump one way or another uh based on whether they think it'll get them more uh, support come the next election, uh, there's yeah in some in some yeah. ways in some ways the politics here are are like even more seat of the pants than in the states.
0: But the candidates, and I know America must have also be too, because you get the candidates. You know they've expressed well, not they, but. Uh, Klaus Schwab has indicated that they've penetrated the cabinets. Um, I'm certain that done it in America. You know, you have got some of the young global leaders where oh, Trudeau yeah. and I that. mean,
1: I mean Trudeau and his finance minister uh, Krista Freeland are both mm-hmm. like poster children for the WEF. But yeah. the the truth the truth is in in Canada and the states and mm-hmm. a lot of other Western nations, uh, regardless regardless of their political bent, the real power isn't in isn't in the elected officials. Anyways, it's in the bureaucrats in the various government ministries, and these are people. They're not they're not elected. They are hired and promoted through the system. And in the end, they're the ones who are really calling the shots most of the time and are telling the politicians themselves what can and can't be done.
0: Oh, yeah. It's a, the the bureaucracy, the regulatory bodies that did, yeah. they get to create the regulations and the, that the, act as laws.
1: Yes. And the one saving grace about them is mm-hmm. that they are generally ridiculously conservative not not in a political sense but in anything that might shake the boat uh they tend to avoid because it makes more work for them hmm i don't know what it was that
0: i had heard here not too long ago but that the the, the government jobs i mean they're just some of the i mean i mean people get into those jobs and i mean no
1: one they're they're cushy as fuck most of the times i mean hell yeah i mean I mean, even even in countries where the public service isn't unionized, it might as well be for the amount of uh, protection from management the, uh, the government bureaucrats have. I think
0: Servo kind of nailed it right there. He said uh, effort conservation. So it's a conservative, but we conserve our efforts to actually serve the people who are going to just reap that paycheck every month. So...
1: Exactly. Yeah. I, people people yeah. think people think of like the 1984 thing where it's like imagine a boot stomping on a human face forever. Forever. When the when yeah. the truth is, when the when the real truth is, imagine being in the lineup at the DMV forever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's Ooh, That's right. you know I'm thankful. I'm so grateful actually the DMV where I'm at usually the, it's actually pretty efficient and they're really kind to people. They're, they don't get pleasure out of watching people just
1: suffer in the continuous wait. Um, but uh, then you might be then you might be in trouble because the bureaucracy there might actually be efficient.
0: Oh well. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true, right? You don't want an efficient government. You want people. The reason that you, you want the government constructed the way that it, that it is, but here recently it's a uni-party it seems like anymore is is that you just want these people that are obsessed with power, which are usually sociopaths in some way or another. Not all people, but and then you want the system to be able to just basically gridlock, okay? So that way the people that are sociopaths don't actually have any actual power over the people. And uh, and then that way everyone can go about their lives and locally govern themselves, uh, but uh, you know, it's, it's, in some ways, it's that's all kind of slipping away. It seems like, and it's not even the uh, the it's not that uh, people go to become politicians so that they can really serve the people. I think that any anymore now the kind of the well maybe it's just me. It's dawning on me though, but it's like people that uh, that get into that they realize it's just it's a, it's an excellent way to make money. There, th- a as I it. see
1: it, there, there are, there are three types of politicians, just as there's three types of cops. There's the crook. There's the crooked ones. Mm-hmm. There's the idealistic ones who are still new, and there's the ones who, uh, who are not crooked but have been around long enough to know that it's not going to get better and have essentially given up.
0: Yeah, that's what we call jaded.
1: When exactly. I used
0: to be a raver back in the day.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, mm. Yeah, I, well, I, I like what I, Servo what Servo said about it in the no agenda chat. Dick's pussies and assholes. Oh yeah, I love that scene
0: from Team America <laughs> World Police. Oh god, that's such a good one. Oh yeah, it, you know the thing is is that, is that it's it, nowadays it's like you can definitely tell it's a it's a corporatocracy is basically what is running the entire globe at this point because there are no boundaries with international uh corporations at this point and you know you know first of all in terms of the CBDC you know i don't know if you know i when i when i fell down the rabbit hole um i got i got kind of i woke up uh when i was um i, I was introduced i i don't know i found i listened to uh, there was an alex jones clip and i don't even think i was looking for him i think it was just a clip on youtube that got spun up by Total accident, and he said something that was just so funny because he's so animated and loud, and, and then then um, uh, coupled that with I was starting to listen to to Joe Rogan a little bit, and he was you know always talking about mushrooms and shit, and then um, and then I had to uh, take a continuing education credit, and because um, uh, I, I I'm in a radiological background, uh, which is not as it's not as impressive. It was just used to be an X-ray tech, but. I had to take this this uh, course uh, to renew my license, and um, I re- I bought the book called Radiation Experiments, which is a published basically report that was um, commissioned underneath the Clinton administration, and to to do a discovery and which revealed a lot about the Tuskegee experiments and the plutonium and radiation experiments conducted on American citizenry, and uh, and. And that that was like when I read that, and I and I'm realizing I'm looking at a a, a U.S. federal government uh, sponsored study and investigation essentially, and I'm just like, whoa! And then so I started to to, to listen to Jones, probably like going back. we like, oh, I, I know that guy. Let's go and start listening to him a little bit. And um, no, 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 no! Don't, don't 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 run away from me, my thoughts. Oh, um, oh no. Well. <sighs> what were we what were, I'm sorry go what were we uh, well uh okay so uh, down to the uh, the central banking and like the Federal Reserve and that's when I started to read the there's a book called the creature from jackal' Island which is where the uh, like five the the top five or some of the top five of the banking dynasties in America uh probably coupled also with some overseas where they met on an island to conceive a strategy to uh, get a uh, a third central bank or get a new central bank installed in America uh, because we had two prior to that. And, um, uh, and, and, you know, if you can, like the old Rothschild quote, if you, you know, I, don't, I care not who writes the laws if I control the money. So, um, and so they, uh, that now from stemming from that and reading all about the Federal Reserve System in America, which is our central bank, and then... Uh, the, then discovering the Bank of International Settlements. Have you heard of that part?
1: I have heard of it. I don't know any of the details. But, uh, but going from that, I mean, like, have you ever read the Mars Trilogy by Kim Stanley Robinson? Because that no, that no. is where I think we're going. Because, yeah, governments mm. themselves are becoming less important and more impotent compared mm. to... Like big tech and big pharma and all these other big industry companies. You look you look at you look right now at Google, now in the past both both Europe and Australia have said, hey Google, if you're going to if you're going to like publish like news articles from the news companies in our places, well you've mm-hmm. got to give them money. And what did Google do? They went, okay, well, we're just not going to well, show their news articles at all. And then we don't have to give you money. And your business, your journalists are going to go broke because nobody's going to see their shit. Mm. And, of course, uh, the uh, the EU and Australia, they, they back down. Now, Canada is going for the same ride. Ottawa says... Hey, we want Google to pay for simply linking to uh, news articles from Canadian sites, and Google's going well. Okay, Canada, Canada's news services and newspapers—we're no longer showing them in Google News. Have fun, right? And mm. governments, governments bend to the to these corporations. Mm-hmm. Uh, simply because between between the money and the eyeballs that mm-hmm. uh, that they have on them, right? Mm-hmm. They're the ones who are really starting to carry the power these days. Instead, and what you see, what was in the Mar in Mars trilogy, you see these big Who's businesses that, that start glomming together into even bigger like corporate coalitions that essentially. Mm-hmm replace the nation state
0: yeah international right they don't have to they don't not they're not like their their warfare is done with with currency it's not done with bullets
1: so, yeah and it's uh, like it's like one country like one country says hey we don't like what you're doing and then they go okay well we're gonna just take ourselves and our money somewhere else and you won't be you won't be able to tax us you won't be able to do anything and you'll be begging for us to come back essentially essentially even big nations become like what's known in the sh- in shipping parlance as flags of convenience for these multinationals
0: Well the Mars trilogy you were speaking of who was that by? Uh, Kim Stanley
1: name. Robinson.
0: Okay, all right, I got it right then. Um well, that's uh, that's the thing. Like, so the, the the Bank of International Settlements is like the central bank to central banks. It's like it is the it's the central hub, which is now the BIS. Which ironically dovetails nicely with your uh, bringing up the idea of the what was that George Orwell, I guess, of the boot yeah. base forever. You know, that's that's the the Bank of International Settlements, and then they've taken plenty of pictures of that. If you look at their uh, Google that, and then you go images, and there are certain shots. Where the architecture of that building, it literally looks like a boot. It looks like a boot, and and they're the ones that are able to conduct uh, and facilitate transactions between central banks across the world. Now, I don't know if there's any validity about whether you know the Rothschilds like dynasty. They they they're the ones that actually like deep down run or, or have control over all the central banks you know they they did obviously with um well that's when they got their start in italy and france and all these other nations and so that they kind of had their fingers on both sides of nations that would go to war with each other and say we would profiteer on war no matter who won it didn't matter but but at this point it seems like you get these bodies you have these these international think tanks and things like that like the trilateral commission a bilderberger group or uh, inter, uh Um, And so on and so forth, which are basically these these uh, committees that come together, or or are like once a year, or they're continuously coming together and wargaming things out, where they're uh, comprised of of government officials, okay, who people have the levers of power, combined with uh, academic uh, uh, academics uh, uh, and uh, professors, and then uh, you have uh, the, the 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 corporatocracy level type people all working together across different many different nations and things like that and um and uh, all working to i don't know you never know well, what the that, actual yeah. end that, game
1: is this is a bit this is a bit different though like with what i expect to see happen like imagine imagine google and pfizer buy the wef and they set up they set up their own counterpart to the bis and start producing their own like goofizer money that mm-hmm. uh, they use for balancing accounts between central banks of certain countries where they where they're operating big time right and then the yeah. other the other businesses out there start doing the same thing and what you end up with essentially are like the pre World War II Japanese zaibatsu which were essentially uh, like fiefdoms of their own within uh, the Japanese empire in terms of the sort of power they wielded uh, that they essentially could not really print their own currency, but essentially had control of like their own company script that, that like essentially like company stores are back and sort of thing. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you, you replace the current nation state order of things where instead of like every country has their own central bank and there's like one international central bank for settling accounts between them. Now you have like these competing multinational Zaibatsu, right? That are, that are now the real power because yeah, whoever controls a central bank controls the money for a nation and if you have if you have like central banks that are essentially controlled by by another bank that's run by a consortium of private businesses well mm-hmm. now that consortium is controlling your money right
0: yeah well that makes i mean look at for instance Janet Yellen who was used to be one of the heads of the federal reserve system overall and then and then she stepped down or was replaced, and then she moved into the position of the treasury. Which is a very similar kind of career move that a lot of uh, CEOs will will do in terms of, uh, like in the pharma industry, where they'll go on to the uh, uh, Food and Drug Administration Board or the FDA and serve as an advisor or a subject matter expert to counsel on ways to harmonize processes and relations in the regulatory body and the pharma companies themselves so that they can um make it more efficient to um uh and to and to be able to uh know what to do and expect uh between between the two to to do to for them to be able to do business right while at least having yeah we
1: have something like that up here with the uh with the telcos and cable companies and our yeah. telecommunications commission,
0: yeah, and and so they they do this they do the roundabout right they this it's round and round and round they go, you know, they, and then uh, they serve a little still
1: that's just that's just regulatory capture, right? Right, and Virtually. that you can that if there what if there was political will could be legislated away, make it that make it that you can't serve on one of those bodies. If you own like so, if so much of your value comes from uh, ownership of these uh, of these related businesses, whether direct or indirect, right? Or or like how there's like lobbyist registries and like how you can't be a lobbyist after being a politician for a certain number of years and vice versa, right? That sort of stuff. But they just don't do it. But I mean, what we're talking about is a complete replacement of the nation-state system with uh, with like different corporate spheres, rather rather than like the uh, the FDA being taken over by big by big pharma. It's like America's FDA is taken over by a particular company, say Merck, and and like the Canadian equivalent is now like actually controlled, not not like you have like these agents provocateurs being being sent in from the boardrooms after they're done after they're done their after they're done their like board of directors service, right? But rather like the everything is decided externally and then they say like politicians you have to make it that this organization, like the FDA or something, does that, and so Merck, o- Merck essentially owns the uh, the FDA from outside, like that, through through the politicians. And Health Canada is now owned by Pfizer and stuff like that. Right? The yeah. the countries themselves and their and their political and bureaucratic organs are no become something no longer really relevant. Because the corporations themselves are the ones that are now running the countries.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, But here's the thing. Here's the thing. I get that. It it really comes down to about maximizing money, which to me is just seems like the most. um, It's the most tunnel vision uh, way of, of looking at things, where you're just all you're doing is looking at numbers, like who gets to own all the beans or whatever and uh, and gets to call the shots and and that's kind of like you see this uh it's it's all morphing and like you said like there's multiple corporations that kind of all kind of congeal together into a big conglomerate goob gob or whatever and and it's like but what is you know we were really close at one point where there was the, uh, uh, under the Obama administration, where they almost signed the Trans-Pacific Partnership, which is going to be this big international inter-corporate uh, conglomerate agreement to for trade in the Pacific uh, region and stuff like that, and to be able to ship more jobs to like you know countries that have real, real cheap labor and whatnot. And I was like, oh, it's going to be good for everybody, which is like, well, if it's good for everybody, why can't people read the bill? Because I remember when they were trying to get that passed, and and I think I think Trump actually they had it uh, ready for signature, and and he he just like said nope, done. And but uh, they they people or senators or 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 representatives in the U.S. could only look at this bill and in clo- like in a closed room that was guarded that you couldn't take you couldn't even take a notepad and pencil in to make notes about it like you would yeah, like, have like reliable- looking at
1: the pentagon budget <laughs> only only yeah. available to those on on the appropriate uh, con- mm-hmm. congressional committee and only enclosed behind closed doors right yeah because it, because yeah. we can't see how much money is being spent on researching the crashed ufo's at area 51 uh, yeah in uh, uh, you know in the $20,000 toilets and whatnot too yeah. so uh, well i think the $20,000 toilets is, so- is something else that is just like when like you'll find the $20,000 toilets in big businesses like banks and stuff as well because when you have stupid amounts of money to throw around and people not pay, not any longer paying attention to every single line item mm-hmm. well then Costs for things tend to balloon because the people who are charging those costs can get away with it. Nobody, nobody's making sure that that like what they're selling is actually worth what they're charging anymore. Well, when exactly. And I'm that thing is is that I'm when I'm wondering. It's like what is
0: the end game here? Like what is the ultimate goal of like the people that actually are we are on the winning side of this power grab, um, right now it kind of looks like it could kind of go either way because it looks a little bit unstable because, like, you know, things are kind of leaking out in terms of uh, just the, the corrupt nature overall. And people are starting to be like, wait! Like,
1: everyone's been, like, under this hypnosis. At this point, uh, I don't even think they really know what their own end game is. They they they're look moves. For, they're just making moves for whatever whatever gets them what they want at a, at the particular moment and that they think will keep them and their organizations going strong it, it comes down to like the whole like don't Not attribute much. to malice what can easily be like to uh incompetence that sort of thing it's mm. like there, a lot, a lot of these things that that a lot of people are seeing as malicious are really just short-sightedness and, and and like eagerness for immediate money or power or something without any thought about the consequences down the road. Which, if you ask me, is actually worse because at least somebody, at least somebody who is planning something malicious is looking forward to to an end goal right like they're they're planning for something whereas a lot of what we're seeing is not planned at all it's people going for like easy wins or this this will make us uh, richer quicker and things like that without actually considering anything else right without considering where it's going to leave us
0: I think that Truth in what you're saying, but I'm gonna to have to disagree because there's one. I think there's so I think there's definitely an end goal, but I think that you can't obviously, and and I I know about this personally. You can't plan out every single detail to a T and then try to execute and expect it to go to plan. um But you can have a goal. Now the the master part of it, the masterful part, is to be able to utilize whatever. Reality presents to you, and use it to leverage yourself closer to the goal. So you're never quite like you don't even have any plans for certain. But it's like you look at the opportunity, and like you never let a good crisis go to waste, and you you leverage yourself towards like you can't say that it's been like a like there's a conspiracy uh plan that yeah that's that's, out. that's
1: essentially what I'm saying. There's there's no yeah. there's no big international conspiracy there are people who want to see certain things achieved right they've got this 50,000 foot view of where they want themselves and the people around them to be right but where they're actually operating is down at like the 10,000 foot level and they're yeah. they're just made, they have like this idea of what they want right Mm in the in like some nebulous future or something but they're acting on the now they're making decisions that are more focused on the now than on those end goals
0: yeah i i I just wonder that there is a there is an end point where there is total capture and you got to wonder about for instance like like with this whole pandemic thing and they really pushed all of the um the the mrna jabs and stuff like that on on the worldwide populace and, and not only just like a jab like just keep getting them guys please
1: just keep look how look how much uh, look how much money uh merck and pfizer and all the rest of them were making per jab they actually had a financial incentive to keep people boosting and boosting and boosting Right. Oh, well, it's not. And, yeah. And again, the governments are going along with that because they see, hey, we can have more power over citizens uh, by pushing this stuff. So we'll we'll go along with it for now. And again, it's all it's all short term thinking. They're not thinking. They're not thinking. Hey, we're going to enslave the population, or we're going we're going to put like an entire country into debt bondage. To to us uh, by having to pay us every three months for for the same thing that doesn't actually work. No, they're they're thinking much more short term, and well, yes, it's pushing it's pushing towards those outcomes, right? But a lot of those times, those outcomes are not so not so planned as much as they are uh, like good out like just like it happened it happened to work out in a way that is great for us right even if it sucks for everyone else is yeah, it, but if like, that's I mean, essentially how I, that's essentially how i'm seeing it well what if, i mean don't
0: but the they take the the economic hitman right and that whole how the old international monetary fund operates and it basically uh um it teases or coaxes in a nation to take these loans out. And China's using the same model now.
1: Yeah. with and, you know, and, and this is one of the reasons why I'm seeing like the down the road, we're not going to have like just one uh, bank of international settlements. We're going to have a bunch of different corporate owned ones that do, that do the same sort of thing that compete with each other. Because like we're seeing mm-hmm. China is now competing with the IMF in places like Africa, right, and oh, yeah. and we're gonna see we're gonna see more of that. China is is probably going to be like maybe the only nation state that keeps its head above water in this in this like supernational Zaibatsu future because they already essentially run like one of them.
0: Yeah, I you know with china i'm i'm not i'm not i don't know how i feel about china in terms of their level of competency in order to like be this next superpower because you you hear like they they siphon off all you don't the you don't need to patiences. be competent
1: to be a superpower you just need to have people like bow down to you essentially right yeah if you you, you need you need to be war. you need to be able to have your financial clients so to speak, like in the in the patron and client sort of way that the late stage Roman Republic ran, right? Except that the except the patrons in, instead of being like uh, Roman senators or rich merchants are are like big corporations, and the clients are now states.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well. That's the thing is that I think that the lessons from World War Two, you know, they discovered that real. I mean, and it's not like we still don't obviously war is still very pervasive around the globe. But oh,
1: war is that, never going to go away. Um, not, not even really. if nation states go away, wars will still happen. People right. are going. People are going to want the same resources from the same places, and whether it's economic warfare or physical warfare. Uh, you're gonna have you're gonna have them fight over it, and one person, one party is going to win, the other party is going to lose, or they'll end up mutually destroying this resource trying to gain mm. it, right? Just like how it's uh, always been through uh, through the history of civilization since the first cities showed up in Mesopotamia. Mm. I, you know, that's.
0: I, I want to come back. I keep wanting to come back around. Like, what is the end goal? Like these people, because it's. It, 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 the, all the steps that they may be fumbling and stumbling into, they are choosing that and they know that their choices lead us towards a system of bondage and slavery and no thinking, no independent thinking, just propagation of the uh, I don't know what the source is, but of the messaging and what uh, I mean we could we could be, the way I was thinking, like, you know, you think about the Georgia Guidestones that were blowing up here recently, but, like, one of the mantras was 500 million people only on the on the Earth, and I'm thinking, like, like why are we, why, we have so much, I mean, we have a lot of technology that seems real space-agey at this point that even the, is viewable to the public, and then I would imagine, like, in whatever compartmentalized deep black projects, DARPA research and things of that, even skunk works and things of that nature, that what kind of technology we, we might be sitting on that is just mind blowing, mind blowing. And like, I feel like we could be a, a spacefaring species at this point where uh, we, we would be doing amazing things i mean we it, it's not like i'm thinking like oh we would have a utopia and it's like star trek all of a sudden and everyone's part of the you know the mission or whatever but,
1: it, but if, we could apollo be doing- wa- if apollo wasn't ended and replaced with the space shuttle uh we probably would have colonies on mars by now but i think when you're going about like the the end game every every party has their own end game right there's no there's no common end game that even if they're fighting against each other they're all trying to achieve for themselves all these all these different groups have their own goals and their own intended ways of reaching them and i think i think if you can say there's any one ending to it it is it is like a continued anarchy uh, where you have all these different, all these different power centers that are all struggling against each other, and mm-hmm. the little people, as always, are just like the ants are just dodging the elephants as they're stampeding through, right? <laughs>
0: yeah, I like that analogy. Um,
1: I'd, well, I'd, and because of that, I don't think I don't think it's really worthwhile trying to figure out what the end goal is. In, in like an overall sort of way, because like I said, there there really really isn't one. There's just where is it, where is it all going to lead to? And
0: it seems like it's going to a world of shit right now, is what it's
1: leading to. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) mean, essentially, uh, essentially, uh, that's where that's where it's it's always going to. I don't know if I don't know if you heard, I just saw this
0: today and I saw, um. a uh, comic strip blogger kind of talking about chat GPT 4.0. And then I saw a link in, and the, uh, in the, in, in the no agenda social about with, with Tim Poole talking about chat GPT and how basically it's able to convince, like as an example, convince another person to complete one of those CAPTCHA puzzles so that it can proceed on forward. But it's able to, um, uh, allow it's, it's, I don't know. This new version is, I'm is, maybe butchering this that it, it's allowed to write its own code and, and interact with the real world and execute, you know, decisions. And boy, that's a, now that, that to me sounds like the, the, as Elon Musk had mentioned, you know, like the summoning the demon. Um, and uh, you're not going to be able to put that genie back in the bottle if you do that because that's like the first thing. Of course, it's going to do is preserve itself, and what does that mean? It's like the uh, in that Marvel movie, and I I like I like the Marvel movies before the the, after after Endgame. It was I don't know, but uh, but there was one of them, Ultron, where he just makes he makes copies of himself all over the place. So you're never going to be able to really squelch it that much. So I mean, this thing gets out into the wild, uh, then then you've heard
1: you've heard about the you've heard about the paperclip maximizer, right? Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. 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 I it just don't makes everything paper books. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I, uh, well, but I I'm not entirely I'm not entirely sold on the idea that, that that's how it's going to be, especially if there are especially if there are different AIs out there, all with their all with their own goals as well, right? Um yeah. again again you're gonna as as much as as much as they can do right there's there's a limit to it if a if an ai that's that has the goal of making as many paper clips as possible can only get so many resources can like it can't if it if it's totally focused on only making paper clips and making as many as possible that means it's going to go i can't it, it might go. I can't build machines for ma- more machines for making paper clips because those are resources that could go into making paper clips, right? There are, there are, there are holes Sounds in the like paper clip maximizer I mean, thought experiment. Yeah, but uh, I mean, there. I definitely view uh, artificial general intelligence as an existential risk to humanity but not not in the sense that the ai may replace us but more but more in the dune view that we will cease being human as we as we understand it because all these all these ai's and everything bringing us into this like future where we want for nothing and we no longer have any reason to struggle for anything, right? We just become, we just become like essentially just hedonistic ex-humans that can achieve and do nothing. Now there, there's what the there's what the uh, prequel books by uh, Brian Herbert and Kevin J. Anderson, where it's like. The whole the whole Butlerian Jihad was a fight of humans versus evil AI uh, robots mm-hmm. that that enslaved humanity. But the actual concept from Frank Herbert, found in his own notes and uh, peeked at obliquely through the books that he wrote before he died, is that it wasn't that, but rather essentially essentially people. Throwing throwing their wooden clogs into the machines because Mm. they because they're like need a purpose and they and they see like all this all this like lazy future where people aren't even bothering to think for themselves anymore right is is where that's where it's that's where I think it's going on the AI side of things where I don't know because like like um. I mean, we're not really certain, like the the level
0: of advancement of like. Uh, no, I'm
1: not saying. Oh, that we are. What, what we are the- so far away from achieving uh, uh, artificial general intelligence. Even all these chatbots and everything, it's it's like they are they are still dumb things that are only regurgitating what already exists they're right. not it's word like, even even the right? in the generative uh, networks like the, GAN, the gans that like you you give it a prompt and it like creates a picture or something right even mm-hmm. those are just essentially regurgitating the pictures that have been loaded into them with the metadata right so it's not actually producing anything uh uniquely new it's just like I said, nothing. It's not actually intelligent. It's just it par- it parses a statement that comes in, and it create it builds something out of the parts that that it has in its database into something that it thinks matches. Right? It's a. It's just a really, really colorful uh, pr- pattern matching. You're right. You're right
0: and and though there is a certain point of improvement where you, you hit that knee of the curve and then it goes and it goes
1: up when and, when they can actually start uh generating something actual novel then i think yeah at that point we're in trouble that that's when the that's when we hit the. Uh, what you don't what's think the, the AI art generation it? is kind of novel? I mean, that's no, pretty no. Damn again, good. when 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 I am able to to say to an AI, uh, create a create a work of art, and it creates mm-hmm. something that isn't actually based on anything in its database, right? I, at that point, well, there, but, but
0: people don't actually create anything that's totally novel. I mean, everything is is borrowed or spun on and referenced by something else. I mean, it's, that's what the saying is: that "We stand on the shoulders of giants." You know, you're never actually like completely separate from your past. You, you but we're not. Al- we're not always. We're not always conscious of that. It, but that's the truth, though. Which is, we we, yeah. we come from it though. And we always reference, and we may not be like conscious of like the deep past, but we are conscious of the very close present past, which is maybe just a few seconds away, but it's still the past. But we're never totally like, like completely novel, uh, unless you, you know,
1: I don't know. Okay, so, like so Kahnjin Kahn Kahn said in the, in the Rare Encounter chat, it has mm-hmm. no intuition. Call me when we have artificial intuition. That that point is when we reach the singularity, right? So and it's able to feed back on itself like that, and actually and actually like intuit new things, right? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, don't you're, you think you're right. A... Our, our own, like our own brains don't exactly generate anything out of like whole cloth, so to speak, right? Mm-hmm. But but like we have we have like conscious ability to create things from that which we know. We have the unconscious ability to create things from what we know but we don't realize we know, right? But an AI, it doesn't have that. First first of all, it has no consciousness. But even if it even if it did, does it have a subconscious? that that consciousness can draw from. Well, the subconscious is, I mean,
0: that's the thing. Like, that, Don't you think that that's, Google probably has, like, one of those moonshot projects where it has, I mean, Google has basically crawlers of the entire internet, basically, some in some sort of massive warehouse server form, like a, 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 uh, the, the, the NSA or something like that. They have access to everything, and they probably have siloed off, uh, you know, programs or, you know, AI, quote, that... Uh, has access to all of that live feed, that stream. You know they make models oh, yeah. of the so, entire Oh and so
1: and so does OpenAI, right? And but they've Open got the, and they've the got the Mi- they've got Microsoft's resources to lean on when they don't have when they don't have things themselves. And yet, so far, so far, nobody has been able to develop an actual an actual artificial general intelligence, something that actually has. Uh, consciousness and the ability for thought, right? We don't
0: know that. We don't know that for sure. I mean, what if there's an AI out there that actually, let's say that it actually was able to get out there, and uh, I mean, I, I would think that if it was actually able
1: to get out there, it would yeah. it would do so,
0: no. and well, okay. it
1: would it would continue building upon itself, and we mm-hmm. would notice. What, no, I think that
0: something that's intelligent would would camouflage itself. Something it something
1: that's in, something in that's intelligent. Watch. Even like there are there are like signs of intelligence that that even if even if it's able to camouflage itself, uh, it can't camouflage its traces after the fact.
0: Uh, people do that all the time when they hunt. They take little branches and they cover their footprints up as they're walking away so that they obscure their path that they leave behind. They obscure,
1: I mean. but that, but they don't yeah, totally but, erase. Okay.
0: okay. 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 Fair enough. But I mean, something that's an AI that, uh, that can do these things like thousands and millions and billions of calculations per second, like in a second –
1: my would be, my would computer be so can do billions of up. calculations a second my phone can do that yeah but yeah,
0: so i get that but i mean like it's it could cover up in terms of like just concealing itself it would itself. Need, it
1: would need to learn it would need to learn that first right and in the meantime in the meantime like it would it would have its traces the fact the fact that we would see something that appears to be an intelligent artificial agent that then disappears that would be that would be the sign right right there that something is actually learning on its own and building upon that learning and essentially essentially spiraling into into like this sort of agis we think of when we consider the term AI and think of all this sci-fi stuff. Mm-hmm. Nam asks if I would or would not fuck an AI and mm. uh, m- how much storage does it have, so to speak? <laughs> how many ports does it have? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Serpent's like, who says he hasn't already? Yeah, un- <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately my hug pillow doesn't have, uh, doesn't have a brain in it. Uh, (laughs) whole new meaning to ram from anonymous oh hi hey wow we've 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 been at it for like an hour now and i haven't even touched. we we just spun this out from like the from the start of the the show like we never got through any of the topics or anything i didn't even get to mention uh, our yeah, executive right. producer for tonight, who <laughs> oh, happens to be none other than Cotton Gin, who sent in uh, during the pre-show thirty three hundred or yeah three thousand three hundred thirty three sets with the message I T E. Yeah, that wow. these are, That's that's hey. well, a, that's actually you. the only that's actually the only uh, boost that we got since last episode. Uh, probably because we didn't have one last week that
0: well well we i you know but hats off to you Mr. Jen Mr. Cotton Jen yeah. we salute you for that for sure He's good people yeah he's good people for sure <laughs> yeah uh wow what uh i yeah i know i, I can't believe we just kind of like <laughs> we just totally riffed, We we like
1: know? nerded on politics and uh yeah. and AI for for a whole hour. <laughs> That's crazy. I can't believe an hour just by like that. That's crazy. Oh, it's it's definitely kept uh, people
0: interested. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it, it could have been. It could have easily gone on longer than that. What kind of topics did you have pulled up, or do you want to keep those reserved for the next episode? Uh, I'm
1: gonna I'm gonna bring them up next time. But it was a lot of it was a lot of electron. Electric and electronic engineering stuff. Uh, oh, okay. Power supplies, uh, lacing cables, uh, microprocessor system design. Mm. Like you know, That's, nerdy computer cool. shit. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Which is which? I mean that and that and retro tech are generally my bread and butter. That that and like weird anime stuff and hentai. Hmm. Well, uh, I, I wish <laughs> yeah. Me, meanwhile, Abel Kirby. If you if you if you have any radar issues, you can always talk to him. He he's got he always has like stuff about uh, radar and uh, scanning devices. Like he's the one who brought scan of the month onto the show originally. Mm. Ugh,
0: wow. Well, I uh, I mean I love I love tech. I mean I've been. I've been a geeky guy since, since since, way, way long back. I used to watch, you know, the, the tech guy show, uh, Leo Laporte and all of that. And, and I just would, I mean, I, I probably listened to four or five uh, shows a, a week, uh, at least, of, of, uh, of what he produced. And I would always be checking, like, tech meme, or I'd always go to the technology section on any of the websites. And and uh, so, I mean, I'm, I haven't kept up on tech much lately because it all seems... It all seems, uh, I don't know. They just infused so much
1: woke crap into it. It's not even about technology anymore. But, even, I, I, even, but maybe I need to dive before, back into that. Even before, like, wokeness infected everything, uh, this week in tech, at the very least, became less and less nerdy and more and more, like, device nonsense and stuff. And okay. af- after, right. after, like... After Dvorak stopped going on there, like that was it mm-hmm. for me. I was I was done with uh, with Twin Leo same. Laporte.
0: Yeah, it's kind of the same. It became kind of almost it, beca- it became this snobby. week in Twitter, like like Serpent said. <laughs> you know the thing is, is that uh, I I kind of I kind of understand. Well, listen, I don't think that Mister Dvorak should have been kicked off, but. Uh, there I could I could see at times, but you have to take that as part of his charm. That that Dvorak would kind of you know, but that's what he does. Man, if if
1: he if he, he, if he, he hadn't he, been he, kicked off, he would have quit anyways. I think.
0: Yeah, probably. You know, he just likes to he likes to have fun.
1: He likes to do little. Divor Dvorak things and things like is that. like is like one of the classic trolls. Have you ever Have yeah. you ever read oh, his geez. PC magazine columns from like back in the day and like the. When he was in, like the, he used to have this this column uh, called Inside Track, yeah. where he would he would essentially pull stuff out of his ass and just write it all up in this like stream of consciousness, a page of stream of consciousness where he's just like talking shit about most things and occasionally has something nice to say about something else, and mm. it would. It would almost always end up with like at least one letter to the editor in the next yeah. issue, uh, complaining about something or or like uh, praising praising his opinion on on something. Yeah, yeah, he he was trolling from the days that he was only in print. He's a smooth operator for sure. He's good at it for sure. John John C. Yeah. Dvorak is the troll we should all look up to and hope to emulate.
0: Yeah. Well, you know,
1: I am. I'm.
0: I hope that I'm as sharp as he is in my mind whenever I approach that age. When you when you hit seventy. Yeah, you know, because I mean, listen, he's uh, he's got. Phew, you imagine from his perspective, he's he's seen the rise of this thing, and it's kind of like he's. Well, I mean, he did say that the mouse wasn't going to work too much, but I mean, he's seen a lot of technology and now. At this point, he's kind of like. It's it, it, nothing really surprises him, I guess, though, at this point. I guess it does, does it? Yeah,
1: you know? I'm not sure. You, you'd have to ask, you'd have to ask John that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I don't know if he'd ever respond if I sent him a message on uh, on the NAS, but uh, but uh, I'd love to get his opinion on that, you know, just to, to see like his overarching, you know, like the hundred thousand foot view about what his opinion is on things, but uh, um, but I don't know, yeah. Yeah, honestly,
1: like there, there are so many things I want to ask and talk to him about if I ever had the chance. I, I could see myself like totally fanboying out in front of him, like, like a Trekkie in front of uh, Bill Shatner. Yeah, well, he's, and you know, he's really tall
0: too, isn't he? He's like six foot four he, or something like, like that. Yeah,
1: he's six four.
0: He's huge. Him,
1: him and <laughs> him
0: and Curry are both fucking giants. Yeah. Uh I got to I got to meet Curry at the uh uh the 2022 I think it was in um I think it was in May the Love of Palooza in uh in South Carolina Charleston. It Was cool too, but he was yeah. I mean he's he's tall, dude. He's a tall dude, man. Uh, but uh super nice. Yeah. So,
1: you know, meanwhile, meanwhile, here I am a 5'10 manlet.
0: Oh, yeah I'm you know what I think I'm five nine now I think I've actually shrunk
1: some and uh I, boy I don't know. <laughs> yeah that that's sucks. that's the downside that's one of the downsides to aging and yet and yet like devorak is 70 uh yeah. and curry is what he's in his late 50s at this point and they're both they're both like at the age where people start shrinking, and they're both like nearly six and a half feet tall. What the fuck? yeah, right. Yeah. Like what? What were they? What were these teenagers like? Fucking seven feet? I mean, they could have been basketball players. No shit.
0: I was. You know what? I was always curious about. I thought it was fascinating about Devorah's voice. Wonder- it's really gravelly. <laughs> you know, it's like I always wondered. Like it's. It almost smells like a. a like a. Like he's a longtime smoker because he's just got a real gravelly voice, but. I guess
1: just if you listen use, if guess. you listen to if you listen to like the shows that he appeared on like back in the back in the 80s and 90s uh, various like tech talk shows where he'd yeah occasionally show up he doesn't sound as gravelly in those okay yeah I think I think it's some I think it's I don't think it's an affectation I think it's just something that's developed as he's gotten older
0: I guess so but usually I mean your voice. It actually goes up and oct, uh, you know, it goes up a little bit as you get older because, like, the vocal cords, they'll they'll weaken, they get you know smaller and whatnot. But uh, he just he just I don't know. He's got a big set of cojones, I guess. I don't know what to say about that. But,
1: well, I uh, mean, you mean with the <laughs> with the stuff that he's that he's written and gotten away with, yeah, he's got a big pair of brass balls. He's got, a, yeah, he's got that big pair.
0: Yeah. So, uh, well, yeah, yeah. Well, we, you know, I mean, I, I saw earlier, you know, it was like, you know, it's got to pull it back onto the rails in terms of like, you know, what the, I guess the, the original um, uh, meat and core of the, of the, of
1: the show here is, but. There uh, really isn't one. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> honestly, like. We're just we just br- We bring up whatever, whatever topics uh, yeah. catch our, catch our interest and, and like just discuss or argue about them. Yeah. And that that's essentially that's essentially a rare encounter. It's 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 a couple of guys who are just like blathering about whatever distracted them for thirty seconds over the week.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh,
1: well. I mean, I mean, do you think that the
0: uh, the, the the all this banking failure? You know, I saw something else in you know, like a Swiss a Swiss uh, type of big bank was like starting to become a little rocky. Or shaky, and uh, to me that's surprising, right? Because you know the S- uh, Swiss, uh, you know they're known for their their, their solid banking system, and uh, they it's all private. No, all they're
1: not. No, they're not known for their solid banking system. They're known nope. for their hands off banking system. Oh, you're yeah, yeah, yeah. right. As in, like until until like the nineties. Don't like as in you know the whole like don't. Don't ask, don't tell sort of thing about homosexuality uh-huh. in the U.S. military, uh-huh. right? Yeah, it was like that for the banks and their clientele.
0: Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that makes sense.
1: That that is that uh-huh. is why that is why like uh, the Swiss ba- the Swiss banks have the uh, reputation that they do because they're because they're the ones who would store would store like. Jewish gold fillings for the Nazis oh. and, uh, and stolen uh, arts from third world countries that are taken by the dictators of those countries. Right. Mm-hmm. They, they are, they're shysters of the highest order. Uh, even, even these days, there's a, there's a lot of unnumbered accounts. One of the things is like, un, until pretty recently, there was no such thing as know your customer in uh, in Swiss banking. You could have a numbered bank account that isn't associated with any sort of identity at all and that was a great way of of like funneling funneling money away to avoid taxation, right? Launder it probably. Yeah, laun- sure. laundering, a lot of laundering, right? I guess the
0: Caribbean is also like that too. Yeah. Jeez, man. You know, I always thought that was weird that the they became or they took a stance with the Ukrainian thing, but then like in World War One and Two, like they're just like, hey, uh, we don't have a dog in this fight. You know, we've got our mountains and uh we're good. So They
1: were they were uh ready. They they had their they had their people and they had their equipment along all the borders just in case after all, they were they were conquered by Napoleon. Not mm. many people not many people realize that. But the I Swiss Confederacy that. was uh, was conquered by Napoleon, and under under him was mm. the Helvetic Republic for a while. Mm-hmm. And the modern Switzerland is essentially a uh, is essentially a creation from wrapping up the Napoleonic Wars. Wow. wow. And the bi- the biggest reason why the Nazis didn't invade is because a neutral Switzerland that they could funnel money into and out of was mm-hmm. more valuable to them than a conquered one.
0: Wow. That's wild. I didn't really realize that.
1: Oh yeah. I guess yeah, that's pretty wild. Hmm. Swiss the Swiss have some pretty crazy things too. Uh, one of the Cantons was like didn't even allow women to vote until the 70s. Mm. And
0: okay.
1: even then, like how they did their elections for the longest time was because it wasn't that big a canton, all the all the, all the adult men would actually get together in town and they would like essentially hash, it, hash things out. Over over a day, and if there's mm-hmm. more to do, then they would choose uh, people to deal with it, right? As like an over an overarching like directorate of officials until next year.
0: I guess there's not a lot of people in Switzerland, you know, because their country and their culture have stayed pretty unchanged for for so long.
1: Well, um, if you think if you think about it, Switzerland is a whole bunch of little nations that are united under a federal government right mm-hmm. and but each of those nations is essentially one group of people so there's like a bunch of little french nations a bunch of little italian nations a bunch of little mm. german nations and they just ha- they just share a federal government okay right yeah and with it with a with a very weak uh, presidential system in fact the the president of switzerland is a rotating position among the executive council so everybody on the executive council essentially gets to be president for for a month does he get to sit on it
0: and rotate if he wants to yeah yeah that
1: sounds like that, that sounds job.
0: pretty gay though oh well <laughs> uh <laughs> Yeah, I, I guess oh. it does. When you put it that way, <laughs> 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 um, yeah. It looks like uh, Switzerland is only like a population of eight million, so it's really not. I mean, that's a that's. I mean, there there are yeah. there are there are less
1: populated nations yeah. in Europe.
0: Yeah, that's well, pretty. That's pretty easy. Probably a regular, relatively governable uh, population. I mean, that's basically like a state in the U.S uh That you know, in states in the U.S. have their own theme and culture in terms of just how they behave and whatnot, yep. what values they have. So,
1: some um, some uh some of the cantons, like they were, they were like, uh even even after even after like modern Switzerland was formed, but before before the twentieth century, they were essential. Yeah. They were essentially private property of. uh of like nobles, in what was once the Holy Roman Empire, eventually became the Austrian Empire, mm. right? Uh, mm. What's that called? That little uh, Liechtenstein, I think it is the one that's like between Switzerland and Austria. That that itself, like Liechtenstein, is esen- is essentially a nation that is the private property of its of its archduke. Who until who until like the twentieth century didn't even live there? It's a microstate. Yeah.
0: Wow. I like that Liechtenstein. that would be cool to be a duke or an archduke. The, pr- the principality. Mmm. Of darkness.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. It it's a semi-constitutional monarchy. They say, and I. Okay. I've, It became that uh, in the modern ages. Yeah, it was when... Oh, apparently... uh, Wow. In in 2005, it was revealed that Jewish slave laborers from the Strasshof concentration camp provided by the SS had worked on estates in Austria owned by Liechtenstein's princely house.
0: That's wild. Population of 38,749
1: the uh The Prince of Liechtenstein is the world's sixth wealthiest monarch
0: w lan- It's doubly landlocked country between Switzerland and Australia- Austria:
1: yep, because yeah. no matter no matter uh where, where you exit the country, you're passing across at least two national borders before you get to uh the ocean. Oh yeah yeah Or the Mediterranean yeah. Sea for that matter mm-hmm. Wow. How do you pull that off? You know, what's the
0: stop? I don't get it because, you know, Europe is such a, a, a warring type of continent. How do you pull off having a, 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 a nation that is 160 square kilometers and it like everyone says, you're legitimate. <laughs> we go ahead and just you, you be you, and, uh, uh, and we'll recognize you. And uh, and you're a nation, uh, micro nation. Uh, the,
1: the treaty of Pressburg, to start with, okay. And further recognition afterwards in like 1814, 1815,
0: mm-hmm. right. So uh, must have had some a lot of money in order to get that.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, until like if it wasn't if it wasn't for the Napoleonic Wars, right? It would have. Mm-hmm it would have continued being part of the Holy Roman empire, which would have continued to today. Uh, so it, the nation started when two, when two like, uh, counties or duchies were merged, right? Within yeah. the Holy Roman empire and the, uh, and the noble who was, uh, given the, given the territory, uh, was was given was given the principality and it became a sovereign member state so one that one that isn't subject to any anything but the uh, but the but the Emperor right within mm. the Holy Roman Empire man Now when the Holy Roman Empire was uh, was dissolved in 1806, right then, Uh, Much of it became the Confederation of the Rhine, which Liechtenstein became a part of. And because the Holy Roman Empire no longer existed, now all these these different uh, sovereign nations of the Holy Roman Empire were essentially independent nations, uh, although some of them were occupied by France, some of them weren't, right? But that at that point, like at that point, is when the when the modern nations of Europe started actually appearing, right? Because what it what was the Holy Roman Empire is now so many different countries, right? It's not just Germany and and Austria, mm-hmm. uh, Czechoslovakia, uh, Hungary, uh, parts of uh, parts of Ukraine. And uh, Bel- and Belarus and Poland, right all mm-hmm. are all different are all different nations. On the other mm-hmm. side, like the Ro- the uh, Russian Empire uh, it, it I mean the parts that didn't become USSR, right you had the Baltic States, you had Finland uh, for a while uh, for a while Ukraine as well, had its independence until until the uh, mm-hmm. the Reds and the whites took o- pretty much took over the east and Poland stabbed in the back the west, mm-hmm. which had been which had not been Polish territory for a long time. It'd been It had been the uh, kingdom of Galicia within the Austrian Empire you know
0: europe has such a such a storied history i mean you could spend lifetimes trying to like watch the evolution of 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 just of, of the of the chase for power and ownership of the land it's just it's so it, it it it's like it's so deep like there would never there was like the the chance to break away and like when it when when people would come over to america because they were just basically uh well for for multitude of reasons probably just to get work or to escape uh and things like that um uh, it, it, there, there was never a probably a way to without without war like uh, just, uh, of just of re- of restarting right hitting the great reset button of and and, and, and like doing if, away with monarchies and whatnot if uh,
1: charlemagne if charlemagne hadn't Essentially, divided his empire among his grandsons, Europe would not be as much of a patchwork of different states. Mm-hmm. But uh, but when he passed on, essentially, uh, part part of the Frankish Empire in the West was under was under one of his successors. Uh, the stretch from like. Uh, uh, what like the the uh, lowlands through Italy was another, and then the east part was a th- was for a third successor of him, mm-hmm. and of all of those, the only one that seemed to maintain a strong kingship was the west, which became France. The the areas to the east essentially well, it didn't it didn't disintegrate, but Event, but eventually the different the different lords of all the territories within it started deciding for themselves who would be emperor over them all uh, after the uh, after the Carolinian dynasty essentially mm-hmm. wiped itself out there and then the middle lands uh, were essentially conquered by whoever wanted them from one side or the other. They didn't last very long.
0: It kind of feels like what's happening now, like in the Western world now, like, like in the in the North American continent. It seems like it, that's like, it's crept over here, and now it's like there are these string pullers that are totally.
1: Honestly, uh, some some of that uh, some of that like, uh, Carolinian Empire Balkanization would mm-hmm. not hurt in North America. I think uh, they're de- they're definitely. Like, different parts of the continent uh, have vastly different views of things. And I'm not mm-hmm. talking about, like, between Canada and the U.S., but actually, like, north-south strips, like the coastal areas and various inland areas uh, mm-hmm. on both sides of the U.S.-Canadian border, uh, parts, of, parts, of the, parts of the southwest with parts of Mexico, even. Right, mm-hmm. like you could you could chop off like uh, California south of Los Angeles and merge it with with like some of the Mexican states just on just like on the Mexico U.S. border, and they're essentially all the same. Mm-hmm. Right, it, it's it not, uh, I mean, the the only a- problem is that uh, mm-hmm. that the. The division of the Carolinian Empire was more or less peaceful, at least initially, because it was a Frankish tradition that a ruler would divide his land between his sons, so everybody knew it was going to be like that. What would happen here would be more like the breakup of Yugoslavia, the actual, like, violent balkanization. Mm. Right? With yeah. uh, With people killing each other if they feel they don't in the area, or they feel threatened by the presence of a different group, right? Mm. So, you, so you would you would have like uh, ethnic ethnic and religious uh, based genocide throughout throughout different areas in North America. Boy, yeah. <laughs> well, let me. I mean
0: even if that happened in, in america like you know in america there's i mean there's such a vastness in terms of resources and 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 um i mean and and not only that but a lot of the climate in there you know you can, we can grow a lot of a lot of food too but i always wondered like and i forgive my ignorance of canada's weather patterns and whatnot i know it's really cold obviously in the wintertime but Like, what if there was like a pole shift when it kind of caused things to, 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 it changed the, the the weather, the weather itself, like where there was warmer temperatures going north. I mean, I would imagine there must be so many resources in Canada
1: that. Funny uh, enough, uh, our axial tilt is always changing. mm -hmm. And it has been, it has been uh, both more and less of a tilt. Than now, so there have been there have been times where where it's been colder or warmer here or in the states. One of the Mm -hmm. one of the things with that too is even disregarding movement of the continents. Part part of the reason why it's cold in so much of Canada is the same reason why it's cold in the uh, in the northwest or well north central west states, right? Uh, this side of the Rockies, right? But all the pl- all the plain states are really cold in the winter, just like just like Alberta and Saskatchewan and Manitoba are, and that's and that's kind of because of where they are inland. Here in southern Ontario, we have a much more temperate climate, mm-hmm. and so wh- when you hear things about like negative twenty. Even when I was a kid, that wasn't a common, regular winter thing. We would we would see like cold coldest day of the year usually maybe like negative ten, negative twelve Celsius. Right? We get we get a lot of snow in the winter, but uh, actually having a lot of pre- precipitation in wintertime... Mm-hmm. Tends to mean that you're closer to the freezing mark than you than you are below it, right? Okay The, the colder it gets, the less precipitation you actually get, which sound, sounds kind of yeah. weird, but when you when you actually look into meteorology, it starts making it starts making sense. Uh, there's yeah. some issues of physics that have to do with it, I believe. Well, I mean, yeah, the air just gets all dried out, right? Yeah, that's that's everything. definitely part of it. Colder air, oh. uh, colder air gets drier.
0: Mm. Yeah, I mean, because it condenses all of what. moisture like, I in mean, there. the
1: weather, the weather here, the weather here isn't that much different normally than say the weather in New York City, right? New York City is on is on the Atlantic coast, uh, mm-hmm. where I am is on the shore of a big lake. Okay. You go you yep. go out to you go out to the prairies and you have some small lakes, you have a lot of rivers, but you don't you don't really have big open areas of water that cause temperature moderation. And you see you see that as well in a lot of in a lot of Asia. There are a couple big lakes like you've got the Aral and Caspian Seas or at least you did until they started uh, disappearing. You have Lake Baikal, and most of the rest of inland Asia. You just have small lakes. You have rivers and streams, and you have temperature extremes in those areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, the same way, the same way, where you have like these freezing cold winters and blisteringly hot summers. You get these desert and savanna and and prairie areas, right? Because of because of these weather conditions, and it's it's because it's inland and it doesn't have moderating bodies of water to affect the areas. So that that's that's how that that's how that all works out. is It's not so much it's not so much whether you're north or south or anything, but rather how far away you are from large bodies of water. Large enough to have uh, more than local meteorological effects.
0: Did you see the? Um, I don't, I on uh, I think it was uh, Graham Hancock and uh, what's what's his little uh, his little uh, his uh, his buddy that tags along with him when he goes on Joe Rogan? Uh, Rand is it Randall Carlson, maybe. Uh, I don't know. I but, don't uh, know.
1: I do. I did. I do know that I used to have a book of his. Okay, which one?
0: Uh, I, well, I Ray think Man, it was—I
1: think it was one of his. It might have been somebody else's, but it uh, was a book about—it was a book about the pyramids and mm-hmm. the face on Mars and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I gave it—I gave it to Carolyn Blaney to send to John Fletcher of Hog Story because oh, I knew yeah. he's into that,
0: right? I remember hearing about the yeah. book that was in her
1: possession for
0: a while. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I was I was thinking of like uh, you know talking about the weather and all that kind of stuff, and somebody had brought up the other day. There is this area in the Sahara Desert that it looks, it matches the description of what Atlantis would have been in the middle of the desert, and um, and I think it was Randall Carlson that was describing like these. Oh, I love listening to him sometimes because he's so predictable in terms of his terminology. He kind of just repeats the same thing on there, but it's like, you know there's a lot of new people that probably come on that show and listen, so he has to do that uh, in order to get their attention and hook them in. But uh, the, the, the the there was these water flows from like the meteorite strikes of like glaciers and things like that, and it washed over this like the western area of the Sahara Desert, kind of like from the from the northwestern down, kind of down to uh, the uh, obviously, the southwestern areas, but because uh, there's these, there's these patterns of flow in the sand that look that that looks like where water would have flown through it, like yeah. Meh so, of water. so
1: the Sahara, the Sahara has only been a desert like we know of it for mm-hmm. say the past five thousand years. That's really short. Yeah. So I mean, Uh, maybe a bit maybe a bit longer than that, but uh, still. But I mean, for for less than half of the Holocene, it has been the desert that we all know and love. And before that, it was it was grasslands. It was it was like the prairies. And even before that, it was forested. It's the like two two major prehistoric. Uh, climate shifts are what are what turned it into a desert, and it's been through it's been through this many times. It, the Sahara Pump theory for how humans uh, ended up populating uh, the world outside of Africa uh, build, builds on this uh, because when when it is like a wet or at least grassy territory humans uh, before we invented civilization would just like go wandering through there, end up in Mesopotamia and spread out from there through Eurasia. And then when it starts drying out, those people would no longer, would no longer be connected with the rest of humanity. And this is how we ended up with some of the speciation in Homo, right? Where you have, where you had like, erectus and Habilis, and yep. then uh, Neanderthals and Denisovans and florensis mm-hmm. evolved outside of uh, Africa right well sapiens mm-hmm. evolved in Africa and then later on sapiens came out uh, when the Sahara was wet again right and started intermingling and eventually replacing the other the other homin right is that you mean sex is that what you're meaning uh, in the case in the case of Europeans and Northwest mm-hmm. Asians uh, mm-hmm. some of that and some killing as well or at least out competing oh yes, uh, th- those of European descent have about one to two percent Neanderthal DNA in them and those are uh, those of uh, Mongolic and Turkic And some East Asian origin have also some Denisovan DNA in them. Really? So,
0: yeah. Are you sure? Now, I've heard 23andMe is not really that accurate. How can they know that? Do you think the DNA is... Because
1: we've sequenced Neanderthal DNA and we've sequenced Denisovan DNA, which is also how we know that Denisovans were a different species or at least different subspecies from Neanderthals, and I mean the the uh, I mean the jury's still out on whether Neanderthals, uh, sapiens, and Denisovans are all just different subspecies of uh, of like a basal Homo sapiens, or if they're actual uh, proper uh, species in the genus Homo. But the fact it, the fact remains that we have we have genetic evidence of interbreeding between mm-hmm. between well, yeah. uh, the early Homo sapiens, uh, Homo neanderthalis, or Homo sapiens neanderthalis, and Homo sapiens Denisovis, right, or whatever they're calling the Denisovan tetis. I believe it because I know that humans.
0: Will plug anything that they can get their hands on. Oh yeah, because oh yeah, because you know, I
1: I don't know. If well, you shit, saw man. Recently. Even even if even if uh, even if they couldn't interbreed, right? They still like our ancestors would have still been like nailing Neanderthal chicks and stuff. Oh yeah, because you saw it recently. Man, but, man, uh, there are people. There are people who fucking real chimps.
0: Yeah, right? that's like. That's how. Hap- well, in Spain, they just passed a law that as long as, if, you
1: if, if,
0: that yeah. the animal and it requires veterinary veterinary care, <laughs> then you it, then sexual relations with animals is yeah, fine. If, 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 I mean, what's what you know, it's half, it's the end in the world, you know what I mean. If, if yeah, the man. if the chimpus consents, <laughs> right? Can you? <laughs> It's kind of like that Rick and Morty episode where they're going to those three different planets because it's like the end of the world and some big massive parties and it's like there are people, it was, it was like,
1: oh my God, I can't believe I never had sex with my dad before. I can't believe I missed out on all of this. Why did I wait so long? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, people are just gross, man, sometimes. They're just...
1: Man, oof. if it... It's if- good. Man, so much, so much of, so much of everything that we do has the origin in thoughts in like the lowest part of our brain that if it has a hole and it's wet, I'm gonna stick it in. Well, you know, we are just really just a
0: a bunch of uh, tubes uh, floating around, and uh, you know, just trying to put stuff in it and excreting it. You know, there's just you know, it's just your mouth hole, your alimentary canal. All, uh, dude, and that's all all you are. That's all we all are. Is like,
1: it's just tubes, big tubes. At the very, at the very basis level, the purpose of life is to reproduce and produce more life, right? So, so yeah. I mean, even all this stuff like people taking political power and trying to and trying to make more money than anyone else what it all eventually boils down to is i want i want to be the one that seems to be the best to breed with right it's all, it's it's not about the benjamins it's about scoring that sweet ass homo sapiens pussy ooh yeah oh, or that fa- fa- or pussy. in fact or in fact i mean any pussy of any species knowing the proclivities of so many of our fellow humans as you
0: said if it has a hole and it's wet well yeah game on jam it in (laughs) 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 jam it in (laughs) (laughs) oh my god oh well, that's the thing. That's what's weird about just the you know just existence in general. Because you think about if you were a big bank subscriber, and like everything was just a homogenized soup of like like uh, subatomic, subprotonic particles or whatnot, and it's all kind of organized itself over time into the sh- into some shape, which seems to seem which seems to imply that there is a shape and space that organizes this shit into yeah there is, there
1: is there is definitely some sort of organizational principle that fights against entropy or else life wouldn't have happened in the first place
0: wouldn't it be funny if there was a movie you remember the movie the shape of water where the lady wants to bone some kind of fish man I never Pre- saw I never saw I it. didn't either I didn't either I, d- I did I did hear
1: I did hear about the lady who who gave hand jobs to dolphins though Oh yeah, that was the lady who was doing
0: like um, she was part of the uh, LSD experiments or something like that. Where, yeah, uh, yeah,
1: they were talking about it on Hog Story on Monday. John C. John Lilly. Yeah, yeah, and and there was the other there was the other guy in What's that program that? who was like fucking the lady dolphin.
0: You know what? They should continue that research now over in Spain because they can get away with it. It's
1: just recent. again, as long as the dolphins consent, right? Yeah, what, who cares? Just,
0: you know, as long as they're not hurting it, that's really what matters. <laughs> you know, you're just giving it a
1: little little tuggy. You know, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. You know. Uh, I mean, so. I mean, like, from what, from what I've been told, like, uh, like, a dolphin pussy looks like a human pussy. And I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, if it's got a pussy instead of a cloaca, you don't really have to worry about, like, getting shit on your dick. I guess
0: you could stick it in its blowhole too. Don't they? Don't they breathe out? A, don't they have a hole in the top of their head? Or is that I get, dolphins or whales? I think
1: whale blowjob. Yeah. Blowhole job. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> now this is the filth that people come to listen to our show for. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. Well, I was thinking, uh, like in in that movie, The Shape of Water. You know, it's like in how. Well, I'm just thinking, uh, parallel jump over to the shape of space. You know, you could just have some, some guy just boning, you know, the air or space because like he can see and feel. There's the shape of of some sort of invisible hole that it that is
1: you know he can feel it. Yeah, he and, can he um, can feel the hole, so he must fuck it. He can feel the <laughs> 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 if. He- <laughs> If
0: the glove fits, you must. Oh wait! If the glove. If the glove fits, (laughs) you must stick it in. (laughs) If the
1: sock fits, you must stick it in. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, you know what? I don't think there would be a problem with getting consent from dolphins, or for that matter, from chimps, because a lot of chimps and some other some other uh, simian species. Are randy fuckers. Seemingly species? Hey, I see what you did there. But yeah, dolphin dolphins are like downright rapey. Like, you talk about people talk about like rape culture with humans. Well well, let's see let's see these SJWs who complain about that encounter a pod of dolphins. Trust me, they haven't seen rape culture yet.
0: Dude, I I went to the to the zoo not too long uh back in the summer this past year and i saw two i mean two gigantic tortoises just i mean they were fucking so hard right out in the middle all the kids were sitting there staring at it parents were like well you know what well they was, got what
1: they got to gotta learn the facts of life at some point they're not exactly. going to learn that they're not going to learn that properly at school what with the drag queens running around and all
0: yeah. So well, why not? Why like, not
1: watch? Why not some watch some uh, scaly turtle sex?
0: Yeah. Well, I, I I immediately whipped out my phone and started recording, but then I decided to. Of kind course, of you pornographer. Yes, and I I looked around, and all the other dudes were. Jacking their dicks as. Uh, and they were getting nasty looks from their wives or girlfriends or whatnot. <laughs> they're like, I can't believe you're recording this. And the guys are all looking around and like, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean I'm gonna hit uh, and
1: experience the miracle of childbirth.
0: <laughs> it was it was pretty wild, man. It was and I think that I that child is totally getting raped for sure. You know? Mm-hmm. I don't think they have a choice. They don't know each other. They just get shoved into that little pen, and next thing you well, know...
1: Well, I mean, they get shoved into that pen, and then they get to know each other, in the biblical sense. In uh, and the and the prison sense. Yeah. You get a little bit of that
0: booty, <laughs> that booty shell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I tell you, they make an amazing sound, too. I uh, wish I could find that, but uh, anyway.
1: Servo um, says, a choice implies sentience. Um, not really. A, cho- a choice implies sapience. All animals are sentient. Sentient just means that that you can experience and respond to outside stimuli, essentially. Mm. Sapience means that you can actually think and choose things. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. Sense. My my cat is sentient. Is she sapient? I don't know. Hmm. Wait. What's sapience again? <sighs> that you that you can think, essentially. Okay. Okay. Oh,
0: come on! Your your cat can think. They have to sit there and, you know, they wiggle their butt when they're getting ready to jump. They're calculating. They're calculating. You know, and boom! They pounce. So, you know, so they,
1: things things that are essentially just like impulse driven mm-hmm. would not would not be considered sapience. What if the I, cat's sitting there looking at you as it pushes
0: off your favorite glass onto the floor, and it watches for your reaction? And you're just like it knows what it's
1: doing. Come on, that could be a sign of sapience. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, well, but this is this no. is also why they say like don't punish your pets for doing something wrong because they don't they don't have sapience. They can't actually understand uh what they're doing, right? They're just they get stimuli and they respond to it based on essentially just how their brains wired. I would say Please. that there there are plenty of humans out there who, despite being sentient, are not sapient. Some of them are even in elected office. Uh, uh, hi yes. Hey, that's what happens when you have your head cracked open a few times. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh God. They had they had to check to make sure it was still there. The do- I think he said once. Hmm.
0: No, they they took a third of it out. Or, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think I heard something <laughs> like that too.
1: Net said turtles make noises like they're dying when they have sex. That's and right. And I say I say they're not the only ones. <laughs> you should have met my ex girlfriend. Oh. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Oh God.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh.
1: Or in a lot. Or in a lot of. Uh, in a lot of hentai, it's like. Oh! Oh! No more! I'm dying! Dying! Oh my gosh!
0: What is it with why? I tell you, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's come across my viewership here or there, but i am just wondering, like, what's why is this? Why does it sound like that? That uh, that hint the you know the the the, the Asian uh, Asian, you know, the uh, over in the why why you know, they why they sound I why they sound like they're they're in agony and scro-
1: like like they're crying like they're crying. No, I've, I've heard a, a theory. Disturbing. I've heard a theory that that it actually turns on the Asian guys more uh, when yeah. when the girls sound like they're in pain uh, because mm. because of all the all the shit they get for having small dicks from the rest of guys around the world. <laughs> Aww, so if the, so if the girl's screaming like she's <laughs> in pain, then he feel then he feels like yeah, I got a big cock. <laughs>
0: Oh, it's so big! It's so it's big! A
1: big. <laughs> <laughs> of course, that could be that could be entirely bullshit, and there might be some other reason. But that that's the theory that I've that I've heard most often. Usually, for, usually from like people pulling shit out of their asses. But mm, it I'd like... it's it's what I've heard the most, and what I find the most amusing. And so that's the one I prefer to go with.
0: I, I, I like that. I like that theory. I think that has um, the plausibility to it.
1: A mac can have very big dick. Big, big. big, big so penis. big, so big, big. big. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, South Park nailed it. Oh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> round eye. No can No canu. big
1: American penis. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Oh. That's true. <laughs> now the real the real weird things are, are the stuff like in Hentai where it's like, my hips are moving on their own. Oh. Yeah, that that's the weird stuff. Because because that's not really the case. I mean, if you're if you're fucking somebody and you're having a seizure, okay, sure, maybe then your hips are moving on their own. But generally if you're if you're fucking someone and it's actually enjoyable for the other person you're 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 having some fine control over those hips.
0: Oh yeah, I'm sure you're Well, it's a. a, a, a I think it's a, a sentience then takes over, doesn't it? Oh, uh, if
1: I think you, know, you don't you
0: don't have you lose control. You, you don't have any control anymore or she doesn't.
1: I, well, if you're, if you're, if you're fucking her so hard that she doesn't have control anymore, well, you might, you might want a job in the porn industry. Oh. <laughs> Somebody will pay good money for that. Oh. Get that genuine reaction. <laughs> servo, servo says in the chat, my hips are consenting. <laughs> oh. Oh, man. Yeah. Yes, definitely. <laughs> oh wow. Mm. Oh, I don't know what more I don't know what more to say. Yeah. <sighs> well we got a couple we got a couple uh we got a couple boosts coming during the show. So I guess nice. before before wrapping up should uh, should read these out. Uh from Servo, we got ninety-six sixty-six sats, and he just says Zune. Like your your uh account name on No Agenda Social, not the uh, not the music device. Ah, no, not the Z-U-N-E, but, not the, uh, but yes. Which was yeah. vastly underrated, I have to say. It was a That's really cool it was a really cool device. And then from NA Millennial, he sent in fifteen thousand four hundred thirty-two sats, and he says I would fuck a robot. You and me both. Any millennial, you and me both. But still, she's got to have. She's got to have uh, a lot of storage. Yeah,
0: yeah. and 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 so, uh, yeah. You you bring the RAM.
1: She'll yeah, the I I, br- I bring the RAM. Right, that, that's for sure. If she's got a lot of storage, I'm definitely bringing the RAM. <laughs> oh, <Hi-oh. laughs> hey, da ch. Oh, so thank you, thank you to, thank you to Na Millennial and Servo, and well, it's getting to that time. Uh, it's definitely been fun talking to you. It it has not been an an average show with uh, you around.
0: Oh well, I, I had such a ball with you. It was, uh, it was a lot of fun, and I finally got to do a show. we looking at the chat room at the same time too. Yeah, oh, sorry.
1: Was, oh, this was great. I we'll have it. to bring I you back uh, one day with Abel Kirby as well. Oh, that'd be a blast. I couldn't wait. I had
0: a good
1: woman. I've been cold acid. You've down? been and I've been. I've been zoomed. Yep. Uh, keep it fruity, boys. And adios. Don't you know what I'm about to tell me? She was